Hello, guys. Welcome. It's Behind the Bunker, 805 Monday night. My name is Todd Ansich. This is... What the hell is this? It's a paintball show, ladies and gentlemen. We are recording a live paintball show for our podcast. And you can find that anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. Spotify, Amazon, anywhere. So you guys can check that out. With me tonight, I have uh, Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. And greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night. It is paintball podcast and live show from our studio here in Cambridge. And it's also garbage night. It's just recycling in green bin tonight. So uh, <laughs> not garbage, garbage. So anyway, I'm going to... And that's very exciting when it's just garbage, garbage. It is garbage. garbage, garbage. But Zuby's not here and Gavin's not here. But we have a special guest live in the studio. And I will send you this way. Hey, hey hi. How you doing? My name is Wolf and I play this game called Paintball. Would you look at that? And <laughs> the flesh, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Little known fact, Wolf used to be uh, very regular on our show before the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Sorry. You, yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if that was Wolf. So no, that's me. I'm good. That's him. I'm, yeah. I'm being good today. I'm, <laughs> so I'm a professional. Hi, everyone. Yeah, so like and share. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We are watching your comments both in YouTube as well as on the Facebooks. Uh, Patrick LaRocca is right, but it's oh, sorry, you're wrong. It is not garbage night. It's only recycling night. Uh, hello Ooh. from Delaware, says Dwayne King. What the heck are you doing in Delaware? Nice. What <laughs> wisdom is Joe going to give us tonight? Well, you'll just have to wait and see. You will have to wait for the wisdom to Delaware. I know what, Dwayne King. Did you know that in Vietnam, a lot of the testing for um, military vehicles and camouflage is done, done at the Delaware Proving Grounds? Dang. In case it's a tank grounds. Dang me. Denang me, denang me. Now you got to get a rope and hang me. Um, anyway, the Delaware Proving Grounds, that is a little bit of wisdom today. You can Google that later after the show and find out more about that. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's there. That Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Um, so, again, lots to get to on the show. We're just loading up all of your, uh, all of your comments right now. Tonight, we uh, are going to be talking about what is your favorite controversial topic. And it's funny that Wolf happens to be here tonight because we'll get a we'll get a new opinion. Uh, Gavin, I'm a lot of people's controversial topic. Well, Gavin doesn't think anything's controversial, and Zuby makes everything controversial. So we're, mm. we're it, it, it would have been uh, it would have been a wash tonight. So so there you go. A uh, couple new things I want to show you guys. I don't know what uh, you think of this, Joe. This is the new camo pattern from DLX. Kind of chocolatey oh, chip camo. Chocolate chip, very desert storm. I like it. I have some chocolate chip camo we could wear. I, yeah. This was what? a special order from uh, someone named Schwarzkopf, but I can't remember. Oh, yes, that's right. You haven't heard about him in a while. No. Probably retired have. on a beach somewhere. Yeah, he's probably chilling, staying out of all the drama. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, he likes the beach because he can wear his chocolate chip camo. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he, you should see his Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Covers his howitzer. <laughs> not well if you've seen those shorts oh um so i'm glad you're here tonight wolf i know um uh, i want to get your take on this a lot of new products have been coming out lately uh but have you guys seen the new uh helmet the new paintball helmet from yeezys yes i saw that i was uh i wonder how much he's gonna sell them for wait that's real that's yeah, real it's what? foam i believe hard <laughs> foam and what, what, I don't what? know how, like, that doesn't have 270-degree field of vision. That doesn't look like N95 either. 
so I'm not sure how legit it is. Yeah, but it's nice to see, you know, him playing paintball anyways. And a nice another Canadian paintball manufacturer. What's with all the Canadian paintball manufacturers? Yeah. Well, Got to do something. Yeah. Uh, howdy. This from Zane Smith. Uh, if you guys want to Western up your uh, Crocs with uh, just in time for... Um, God damn, what's that show coming up? Yellow Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Thank you. Yellowstone. Is there a new season up. coming? Yeah, it's in November. Oh, yes. They're filming. It's a good show. Nice. Um, also, Dwayne King, Delaware does not have a state sales tax. So if you're buying something in Delaware, you can just, whatever the price is in the stores, the price you pay. So there is no state tax in Delaware. That's Joe and I hinting that we'd like something. I'd like something <laughs> from, from the Walmart. Actually, if you can go to Target... Or Walmart and get me. There's a new Gatorade that's just electrolytes. I saw it the other day and I meant to buy a bottle. It's like a Gatorade. It's like a square bottle, yep. and it's electric. It's electrolytes. I would be interested in, in a bottle of that. Is it just clear? Uh, no, it it's like colored. Color? Uh, you know, really? Color, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Uh, Bill Scribner says I think he died. Starman Norman. Hmm. Mm. We'll have to double check that. Well, uh, Dan Hardy says I can't wait to see the Croc helmet. Um, Last couple weeks, I kind of upset some people, and oh, I, dear. and and I and I, and I want to reassure you that um, I may not like the Evil Omen, and I may not think it doesn't work. But for those of you that are big Evil Omen fans, this comes in from Neb Nella. He says your Evil Omen has a lifetime warranty. Maybe you can just send it back to Core. And if you look on the box, and I remember this, it says lifetime warranty on it. Wow. Now. I will admit I had one of those stickers, but for me, it was on the outside of the cellophane. So as soon as you took the cellophane off, you voided your warranty. So Bill Scribner says he passed away in 2012. I was just trying to Google it. Google's mm. perfect. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, so this game is coming up. We talked about, and I want you guys to uh, have a look. Saturday, September 17th. Uh, they're just one month out from the cancer benefit. Make sure you guys go look it up. Uh, their new sponsors, uh, or they picked up a couple of new sponsors. HK and Valken are donating $5 from every case for the fields that are carrying their paint right now. So check that out. That's WorldwidePaintballCancerBenefit.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Another event you need to watch out for is uh, our friend Eric Angler is putting on the, the Fold a Gap. Have you heard of that event? Sounds familiar. Yes, sir. So yeah, make sure you guys check that out. That's at Command Decisions War Game Center, and that's happening in November. Something else that's happening a little closer to home and this weekend and somewhere we're all going. Woo! Saga Beach, baby. Warpath, baby. Secure the future. Yeah. What do you know about uh, what do you know about this game? Who are you playing for? Um, I don't know who I'm playing for yet. All I know is that I'm really excited because uh Wasego is one of those games that I've been going to forever and ever and ever, and Donna and the crew put on puts always puts on an amazing thing. And this is gonna be like a full fledged We'll say a big game again. It's going to have the vendors. It's going to have all the, the food. There's going to be a, a pig roast Friday night. It's going to be a 1v1 uh, pistol challenge on the Friday night. And Sunday, they're going to have a pump tournament. Nice. So I might even stick around and watch some of that because uh, I don't think I've actually seen a pump tournament in person. So that should be yeah. pretty cool. Not to take away from Wasaga because those are all awesome. I just was thinking... We were at an event not too long ago called um, Super Game, and mm -hmm. they had tank battles on the oh, Friday night. Gosh, only in America. You gotta right? love the Yanks. They, yeah, they love they love their big toys. <laughs> and uh, I mean, can't I? Have we? Do we have? 
Canadian tanks. I've seen maybe one or two converted vans. But it, it's hard. I don't know many fields that can allow them because of the terrain and stuff. Mm, you know what I mean? I know. I, um, I know. Mad Frog years ago had built um, a PVC one where yeah. he walked underneath, but that's not really. Yeah, they call those choppers. They don't even tanks anymore. So. Yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our okay. second, our second field, the way the road, the way the roads were laid out and everything, it was pretty flat. Remember we had the van when we did um, Rogue Agent. The yes. van and Gavin's old car was had st- his what was it a Sundance had stickers on it like the uh, Colombian Police Department and we had the vans driving around with the DEA and they let guys off all over the field. Yep, that was awesome. And uh, the Deuce was out the driving. Deuce. The Deuce would drop groups off and pick people up. It was pretty cool. It was a nice flat field with with some with some added terrain features, but it, it did allow for vehicle movement quite nicely. It did. And it was uh, it was laid out perfectly for that type of situation. Yeah. And I, yeah. I remember, like, I remember the one thing, sorry to go off ta- on no, a tangent. It's, it's, one, you're one the of, guest. One of the things that got me addicted to paintball in the beginning was, um, first of all, I played paintball for six years before I tried playing outdoors. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy! Can I spent all my my first six years of paintball was indoors, and then someone told me about this place called Flag Raiders, and uh, I went out there with my friend Andrew, and I saw this army truck, this huge army truck, and someone said it was a deuce and a half. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, "Oh my gosh, this is so amazing!" And we got to go inside of it, and they drove us from the the parking area to the actual staging, and uh, I was hooked since then. And um, that changed my life. And then, you know, it's a younger Joe and you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, and, younger uh, Joe. And uh, that was the first Flag Raiders. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that seeing that, that for the first time really changed everything. Is that when you we parked on the side of the road and we drove you guys parked on the side of the road and yep. we drove you in? Yeah. And the truck in, you know, when we started driving on that path with the deuce, you know, it was a nice, well-worn path. But after a few days of a few weeks and months and, you know, a couple of years of rain, it got to be quite I could imagine quite ruddy. And it was it was quite a ride in the deuce some days as you're chugging and churning through all that quagmire and mud it was uh, pretty but pretty as a newbie ex- that made it even cooler oh i know the, the experience of being in the, in the truck and, and getting unloaded and yeah, when get out but and the people poor are city folk that come out and i call them city folk but the simple <laughs> folk that come out they don't know what they're getting into wearing jeans and you know loafers and stuff yeah nearly falling out because they <laughs> you know what i mean uh, yeah. yeah yeah that's true but hey forget them <laughs> <laughs> i loved it i loved it yeah there's something about that too just kind of immersing yourself into that yeah. Now the day of paintball kind of has gone into sort of uh, family you know, friendly. Well, you know, let's come out. Let's sleep in a little bit. Let's go to Starbucks. Mm. Then we'll get to the field around 10 and we'll play, play for an hour or two. And then we'll go sit on a patio for the afternoon. Like it's only a two hour, three hour thing for yeah, some, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like going to a mini golf. You know, you're only going to be there for a couple hours. Yeah. Paintball used to be you get up in the morning. You'd hydrate well, you'd eat well, and yep. it was a full day. And you left when the sun was going down, and you were exhausted, and you were like, maybe even going to call to work on yeah. Monday and say, I'm tired, <laughs> right? Yeah. But- kind of like every day of paintball is like the big game experience is now. Like you would get up, you would plan, you'd get yourself organized, you'd have your lunch organized, yeah. and you would go. Now it's like going to a movie. Well, yeah. For well, some. It, it, because you had to make it. I don't know if you want to say it commercial, but you had to make it a little more sellable, right? And 
when people are bringing the little kids out and it's like, okay, you can do do this for a couple hours and it's easier for birthday packages yep. and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, and I'm not going to be one of those guys back in the day, guys, you know, who say that for everything, but it's like back in the day, we used to play hardcore and, you know, it, we didn't worry about rain, sleet, snow, what have you. We just played to play type of thing. And that's not necessarily how it works nowadays. So, you know, I, I, I'll take it all. I don't mind. So but whatever we, we can do to get people out and play is what counts in the end. That's all I care about. Sam Silverback um, Moyers, what do you mean? Used to be, oh my, every time I touch this, it go, I talk. Um, what do you mean? It used to be and still it's still an all day. Yes, for for many people it's an all day event, but for others it's it, you know the the first time player and those I guess for lack of a better term, millennial they want the experience. They just want to come out. They'll show up, play for an hour or two. Um, you know, you look at different sport sports and we talked about this before. Trying to you know keep people engaged by shortening you know shortening breaks and i know they're testing in in um college baseball in the states they're te- having a a game clock so a, a clock like foot the foot like football and basketball where the pitcher has to throw the ball and it's saving you know 20 minutes a game by having a, t- a, a, p- a pitch timer so you know and the nba is looking at shortening games and you know everybody's sort of looking to make things a little shorter it's whereas the movie industry is trying to get you to stay a little longer yeah. by making movies longer we did we there was a time when we went to you know 90 minute movies now we're back to the over 200 you know i sorry two hour movie times uh, but it, see the problem is is that social media is programming programming us to have shorter attention spans and, you know, kids nowadays, they don't have time to sit, you know, now you got to make your video in seven to 15 seconds on social media. And, you know, kids nowadays just are not being made to have attention spans no. to last. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, back in my day, <laughs> I mean, I remember watching Lawrence of Arabia for the first time. And that was like a four hour movie almost. Exactly. With the intermission. Right. And it's very rare. I, I love three hour movies and I'm weird like that. But I know a lot of people who can't handle it. The word weird is no longer more kinky or, <laughs> for, yeah. I don't know if to ring the bell or not. Or, or, or so, tilt my, but you tilt have to remember when you're that. talking. We're, Can't believe what Joe just said. <laughs> but we're um, oh, there. You have to remember that Joe and I are field operators, so we most used to of be. The, uh, yes, and hope to be soon again. Uh, most of the people that come through the field, not the regulars and not the gun owners, but the people that are like renters, this is sort of what we're basing our opinion on. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the bulk of the uh, of the field's business is, is the renter groups and the walk-ons and stuff like yeah. that. And um, it's it's weird, you know, uh, along with that vein, it's not only, it's the shorter, it's the shorter plays, but it's also the people that are coming out want the full experience. They want to be muddy. They want to be rental camouflage. They want to have smoke grenades. They want to have all the extra ones. They want their guns to look good so that when they post it on Instagram, they look awesome. And it's it's an experience. And you get more of that back. You know, back before, people were barely taking pictures. They were just there for the experience, and they were immersed. And it was kind of different. Absolutely. But we have far more entertainment than we used to back very much ago, too. but But with the, you know, the pandemic and so many other leisure time activities closing like 
you know, your VR rooms closed. A lot of those closed. Mm. A lot of the trampoline places closed. Laser Quest North America went out of business. This is, you know, sadly, this is a fantastic time to be running paintball because yeah. your your recreational options are, you know, back to a, a, a late 90s. Yeah. You know, where there's really bowling. There's a bit of escape rooms. Yep. And there are a couple trampoline, but this is this is the time you want to be having a paintball facility is right now in this this era. So you absolutely, know. and it's like and like you said during COVID, so many things and opportunities shut down uh, for entertainment. It was insane. Yeah, and it, it was. Yeah. It just kind of reset everything, and uh, this is why the city of Cambridge and et cetera needs to have flag rate is open as soon as possible yeah. hey yes. nightmare pb says oh man wolf in person i thought i was going to uh, have a digital guest of wolf and ryan <laughs> mcgee says uh gavin you look more handsome this evening <laughs> gavin's been working out extravaganza extravaganza <laughs> Uh, nice to see Tracy Santos and everyone else in the live chat. Uh, we, I am trying to keep up, but it's uh, it's very difficult. It, I've got Wolf's handsome cruising. brown eyes to stare across the table at. Well, you know, I can only do so much. I should have brought my shades, yeah. but I couldn't read anything, so, you know. Well, as much as we want to wax poetic on what we were just talking about, I'm going to move on. I have a couple things I want to get to tonight. We do have a topic. Uh and uh, speaking, you know, speaking of Ryan McGee, he did send a, a, a post I want to get to. He says, uh, okay, uh, I'm back with a, with a question here. He says, uh, first, what... Uh, sorry, I didn't read it right. Uh, okay, I'm back with a question. What would be your personal all-time favorite paintball moment? Playing on the field or otherwise? And it's nice that we have Wolf in here because he can answer something that maybe we haven't uh, talked about before. Uh, do you need a minute, Wolf? Or? Give me a minute. You guys yeah, go yeah. first. Joe, you want to go first or well, shall I? You can go. I've got a couple. I've got a couple moments. That's the thing. I have so many, so many to choose from. Um, I would have to say two. One more humbling than the other. Um, first, I'll give you give you the, my, my, one of my faves. Um, playing CXBL many years ago uh, was captain the All Star match, and I had people like Chad Boucher. Nick Slowiak, Tom um, Taylor on my team because we were able to choose people and and they, the other team had Frank Connell and a bunch of other guys. Anyways, we went out. We lost the first couple points. My line went out. We scored the point in short order, was told to rerun it again. And then the third time uh, or the second time, after the second time winning, I was sent back out, but I was being sent out by both Chad and Nick, who were wiping me down and refilling my gun and telling me I need to go back out there. And here's two guys that are 10 times, 20 times better than I was, but I just happened to be playing hot that day, and they sent me out, and that was a highlight to my career. On the flip side, that same year, I was playing a scenario game at Flag Raiders, and uh, the guys I was with, some of the TFR guys, we were running show, we cleaned one base and moved on, cleaned another base and moved on, and we we're, were doing fairly well. And then we're just kind of walking to the next kind of place to go find some firefight. And I get shot by a one ball. And I look over and it's a guy in a ghillie suit laying in the ground. <laughs> and I had just walked right by him. And he managed to pick me off. And it nice. was just humbling. Yeah. Right? And to this day, I still hate people in ghillie suits because of that. <laughs> Not because I, I don't like their outfits, but just because I, I was foolish enough to have that done to me. But... Uh, 
Yeah. I've got a, a it's and uh, uh, a Ramon, Ramon Cortez just reminded me one of my favorite moments of all time. It was when I had the honor of being a general at uh, the West Point uh, game in New York. So I got to go to West Point Academy, Military Academy. And uh, thank you, Chris Dubois, by the way. That was such one of the greatest honors of my life. And it was so cool because these guys were, first of all, it was the most treacherous hill I've ever played paintball on to this day. West Point was insane. It took everything out of me. Um, uh, but another cool thing is I got I, I got to meet all of the uh, the cadets were amazing. The military cadets were amazing. Uh, they treated me like royalty. Like I, it was such an honor to meet these guys. They were shooting fifty cal guns in the hills over our heads, shooting blanks, and the sound was just immense. Like it was like just uh, it was just. It, Okay, easy on the bell right now. Well, I just, you, when I heard you saying shooting blanks, I was going to fill in some, some sound effects. But that's okay. Did, Go did ahead. they have like Humvees and military they vehicles had around? Humvees. Uh, we, they drove us around in them. They were they're shooting. They're let us letting, letting us hold the actual guns, um, and it was a beautiful thing. And the thing, and you know, even though I did not win that battle against a very good friend, Adam Fowler, uh, they gave me a coin from West Point. Oh, like a, a challenge coin. Yes, sir. Oh, very I, neat. That and that's one. Is of, that the one you traded my daughter for a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Pikachu is hot those days. But um, yeah, yeah furry sort of way. Yeah. What, <laughs> it was one of my my greatest memories to this day. And uh, yeah, that's wow. Thank you, Ramon, for uh, reminding me about that one. Yeah, we played paintball fields that if you weren't going uphill, you were playing uphill. It like yeah, and they're hard, right? Yeah. Like we get. We're we're pretty lucky where we play regularly. It's usually fairly flat or was, but yeah, there's fields that have, yeah, 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 yeah. and they, they make uh, you feel your age sometimes. Here, here's a quick highlight, and I'll let Joe go to one. I uh, Super Game Oregon. We were out there playing the last time we were all together before the pandemic, and uh, we were walking through an area that we obviously had taken care of. We are still firing. Um, but I don't know why, but Josh and I said, said, said something to people and they were, Oh, we're heading in this way. And we looked up in a tree and there's Greg Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Maybe he thought he got a better vantage point from being up in the tree, but I learned, you know what? I, Greg Hastings has taught me some of the greatest, my, some of my greatest skills when it comes to hunting people and paintball. The first time we really played together, uh, what, okay, I'll ding that myself. Uh, the first time uh, <laughs> Greg and I actually oh, yeah. participated <laughs> together in a game on the same team was uh, uh, White Rivers Paintball. and um, Or no, Three Rivers Paintball. And uh, like, you know, I, it was like, hey, Wolf, how you doing, buddy? Come on, let's go. I'm going to show you how to get some guys. We're going to get some kills. We're going to have a great time. Let's go do it. And we were walking into the game and he just disappeared. It just disappeared. And... Uh, I was like, dang, okay. I thought I was, you know, into the, the, the shiesty play and the, the nice little stealth play. But he just, I just followed him and saw how he crawled through the bush and just destroy players on the other side. That was, it was before amazing. manscaping. Well, you know, <laughs> the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dirk, for that. Joe, what about you? <laughs> I don't know. I... Like, I've played a lot of, you know, regular paintball and met some really great, 
great people. But I, I, I almost think one of the most, you know, awe, I think my one of my awe moments was pulling up the, to um, Challenge Park, CPX, and seeing a purpose-built, you know, staging area with a paved driveway and stuff. That was kind of cool. And another one was going to either... The first time going to like a big tournament, we, you know, we'd been running paintball for many years and, you know, we'd gone to local fields and local events, but going to a a big tournament in the States, uh, like the IAO International Open and, you know, having the giant, all the vendors and stuff and saying, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. This is paintball or, you know, back when, uh, I guess it'd be PSP at Disney. And we often talk about, you know, how there was, you'd have all your big, you know, your big companies, but then you had, you know, two or three rows of, you know, 10 by 10 pop-up tents of mom and pop stuff and these one-off companies. And you'd be walking around and they're going, this is pretty cool. This Mm. is a great, you know, this is a great industry. You know, a lot of people and you meet a lot of people. Um, those are some of my moments. You know, people often talk about Skyball as well being, you know, an all an all moment. You're playing paintball at West Mount at West West Point, which is a you know famous military academy. So like, there's some pretty great you know experiences that we've all had, and you know, you put them together, and it's you know, we're not you know we're talking you know playing in all kinds of crazy things. So that those are you know my some of my my points yeah yeah well since we're sharing stories can i tell you about one planet eclipse every gun every game bunker or gunfight has a story and now it's time to pull the trigger on a planet eclipse product whether you're storming the snake or laning storming the beach or laning the snake i'm sorry planet eclipse (laughs) uh make sure your story has a happy ending planet eclipse creators of happy endings Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smoke gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag Pop Smoke. Air Ups. Inflatables designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent. Nothing can beat Air Ups. Thick. Welded seams. <laughs> Stainless steel hardware or multiple color print options. Don't let your game be deflated. Get air-ups. Rome was not built in a day, but you sure couldn't look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use this promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your next order. Often imitated or copied but never duplicated, the adult brand is consistently evolving to keep you out front in the game. Tournament ready, battle-proven, Available worldwide exult, baby. DLX, inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark in high-performance markers with the new TM40. The evolution continues light, sleek, fast. The TM40 only available from DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you are sideworks surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go, day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off your ride, uh, your order rather, at ride519.com. When you think of a paintball pioneer, an early adopter, an innovator, 
an inventor. One name comes to mind, Bud Orr. From the early days of the sniper to the glory days of the tournament scene, Bud Orr's creations have come full circle and are still only a trigger pull from victory. Evolving soon, the WGP VF41T and the WGP Sniper 41. Come on, bud. There you go. Thank you to all of our awesome sponsors. Hopefully we didn't butcher your reads like I did. Sorry, Planet Eclipse. But I will tell you, I'm going to be shooting a Planet Eclipse on the weekend when I go to Wasaga Beach. Wolf, I know what you're shooting, so we won't get into that. Joe, what are you thinking? Um, I'm going to take my TMC and my Defender. Nice. You're um, going to use a Defender? I'm going to use a Defender. That'd be cool. Okay. All right. Nice to see Miss Fowler says watching from poolside today. And happy Holden. Just in time for the read. Sorry I'm late. I was packing for Super Game. Nice. Good for you. Um, all right. Well, let's get into tonight's topic. Let me find it here. Sorry. Tonight we are talking about... Here, what is your favorite controversial topic? So, Joe apparently doesn't like our topic. Ah, uh, it's just <laughs> <a> stupid. <laughs> He's referring to his computer for those of you that aren't, are, are listening at home. So uh, a lot of you guys sent to me on social media. I'm going to I'm going to bring up a couple out of time here and you guys can uh, chime in. Um, Bond chick gets the first one of the night. She says, uh, what about the alleged in quotes existence of tiger stripe hoodies? <laughs> don't don't don't. It's coming. It's coming. Jeez. It's coming. <laughs> okay. um, hey, there's your quick ending nightmare. <laughs> Uh, Link's Tactical Gear. Don't think I was going to not get that. <laughs> Link's Tactical Gear says, what about Biops at big games? Biops? Uh, bring your own paint at oh, big games. No. I, from a field owner standpoint, how do I put on a big game if I can't make the money off of paint? Anything. And it's not a surprise that a field owner has to make money off of paint to pay rent and, and whatever. So that's not a surprise. But when you bring your own paint, let's talk, not talk about the, the, the sustainability of the field. What about the safety? Mm. Wolf, I know you've played at BYOP games before. I've I played have. and there's great paint and there's paint that's been in your garage and shit for a couple of years and you thought, you know what, I'll just waste it at the big game. Like I literally have boxes of marbleizer and vapor paint that you could buy at Canadian Tire in the the plastic uh, containers. That those are essentially monster balls, but the Canadian style. Yeah. And I would, I, I'm the nice guy who would never bring that to an event, but sometimes I worry somebody else might. So yeah. you don't know what people are shooting out there. And uh, but I, again, there's certain people who have these big games who bring your own paint. I don't know how the economics work behind that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'd love to know. Maybe they have that an breakdown. inflated air uh, entry fee. Maybe. Maybe they're just trying to do it as a lost lead or get people at their field. But I mean, I'll tell you, you know, well, whatever. We won't get into the it. The one I that mean, I was at, did it have huge numbers? So maybe that helped increase that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, who knows? for sure. One thing that you kind of don't think about as a as a paintball participant is the cleanup of paint. You know, you have a tournament at your field, let's say, or even a big game. The amount of cleanup that is involved to get rid of the extra paintballs. Speedball is really bad for that because out of the, you know, six or eight skids of paint that get shot, maybe only a skid of that actually broke on anything. So you've got all these balls sitting all over the ground that don't go anywhere. But and you don't have to worry about that in the woods. So in the woods, though, you still have... but. 
I guess. But still, on all your buildings and stuff, we had... Um, oh, Canadian Carnage, we used purple. Remember that? It was amazing purple. It was the best purple yeah. ever, but... But it's stained? stained. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to yeah. say... So you got... Whatever. You just have to be careful. Because the red stained at certain fields like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love... It looked really cool, though. Like, the <laughs> people love seeing the red paint on on my videos they're like wow it's like an action movie we played a day of the dead game with red fill paint and it was awesome because it made sense flex wipe yeah yeah but i freaked out a couple times because i saw like on my hand mm. the, the paint right um and it, it just scares you for a second when you see it on yeah. whatever but it was cool I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be that guy to say oh i don't like red fill paint but yeah. it's kind of sketchy when you see that kind of on people well it freaked i remember i you know you forget about it for a second and i saw some guy walking off the field and his mask goes off and you see the red running down his face oh what happened to him? oh yeah it's red paint, yeah, it's red right. paint. Yeah. yeah yeah so whatever well, you know, it's it's all right it's a, um, it's a cool gimmick if you can call it that I don't know how controversial this is, but paintball is it a sport? Should it be televised? Oh, Jesus. Yes, oh, sir? those are two different questions. Yeah. But, okay, well, let's answer it one at a time. Is paintball a sport? Absolutely. Okay. But what makes it a sport? Uh, it's uh, athletic. Yeah. Team-driven. And uh, it takes skill. Yeah. And there's uh, scores involved and somebody wins. Yeah. I yep. think that would I totally agree. define it. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I I have a hobby that's that's ultralight flying, and they are doing the opposite. They're talking about they don't like when it's called a sport because they're not there to compete. They're not there to mm. show off. They're not there to... They, I mean, there's a contingent of that where there's like stole competitions and yeah. all these other things, and there are a contingent of people that do that. But for the majority of people... They're just there to use it as a hobby, and they don't want it called a sport. I remember- they don't want it regulated. They don't want it, you know. So I get that side of it, and I just was thinking about that today when I saw this post, and I thought, that's an interesting take on it. But there was a contingent of people in the game like that. I remember being on M. Carter Brown uh, forums back in the day, and there was a certain segment of people in paintball who were the same way. And it was like, this isn't a sport. We don't want too many people coming in at it's this, it's that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I guess the, 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 the trendy term is gatekeeping nowadays when it came to paintball. And there was a segment of paintball who, who, paintballers who were like that. And they actually didn't like what I did because they didn't want the mass community fighting about, about the sport. And I get that because like paintball always, and Airsoft especially right now and MagFed, they're kind of on that cusp of gray. Mm. And I can understand why, like, you don't want to publicize that too much. Well, it, right? it, it's these fellows that, you know, going back to what Todd's saying about publicizing, you know, you've got, you know, where the Canadian government and other other governments in other countries, not just Canada, are clamping down on the realism and the, the you know, the realistic look. And, you know, you've got these guys that want to keep Airsoft and want to keep MagFed, but yet... Behind them in all their pictures is a wall of AR-15 type guns and MagFit guns on the on the wall that aren't locked. You know, and most most real real gun gun you know users, real firearm users have their their guns are locked up unless they're going to the range and using them, so they're not visible. Yeah, I think you know you want to keep what you're trying to preserve a little more low key and not up front. I think, but it didn't help because we still got included on certain bills. 
that that's yeah. true. So it didn't help at all. Yeah. And I another story, real quick. Well, I I, I see some people. This um, is why you're on the show once in a while. By <laughs> <way>. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I had to, I have Amazing. this com- one of the the most often conversations I have or I hear is. Uh, why we should not call paintball markers guns and stuff like that. And I think I've said it before. I'll say it again. I was at the border once and I was crossing over and stuff. And, um, you know, the the person goes, okay, what are you carrying? Oh, I'm going to play paintball. And, um, and I say, oh, I just have my paintball marker and my paint, my personal items. And the person goes, what's a paintball marker? Oh, it's, I go, it's what we used to shoot, you know, and paintball paint and yada, yada, yada. And you go, oh, you're trying to be slick. You think you're slick. You, it's a, you have a gun, and you're trying to pretend it's something that is not. So we want to look through your stuff now. So I got in trouble for not calling it a gun. Yeah. Think about that. But yeah. I would, I, I say paintball equipment because so do I. then yeah. it's more of a blanket, and you're not saying a gun because a gun, you could argue, all a gun is a certain FPS. Yeah. Right. But then another person could say, well, a gun is anything that throws something that has a trigger. Yeah. And plus, if these border guards, I had a bad experience with a border guard two days ago, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm annoyed. But yeah, they when they have a bad day, they just make everyone's day bad. Yeah. But and again, I say paintball gear and just leave it at that. Yeah. And the ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the only reason why I've ever held been held at the border is because uh, the guard used to play paintball and he thinks my gear is cool. Yep. Uh, yeah. They love yeah. talking about paintball. When, well, I know when we came back, we had some defenders crossing oh, the border, okay. and they go, "Wow, what is that?" So they we they had them out, and they're going up like this and holding it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about how there's no hopper, and the guy's going, "Wow, that's crazy." Yeah. And semi-automatic, and he's looking at the apex barrel, and what does this do? And it curves, and they're, you know, they then they said, "See you later." Exactly. But wow. it was pretty cool. But ah, oh, shit, what was I gonna say? Calling it a gun? They're calling it a gun. But remember when we were at Paintball Extravaganza, we were setting in on that Google, that the guy from Google, and he's going, you know, what do you call these? You know, I know everyone's trying to not call them markers, but when a soccer mom wants to buy a gun mm-hmm. or she wants to have a birthday party, she's not going paintball marker because she's not educated. Yeah, she just or they're not Googling in, that or punch, anything. Punches yeah. in yeah. paintball gun. Yeah. And so, you, you know, it's, it's maybe it's our job after the fact to educate reverse engineer it but anyone coming in when you know even companies like badlands and uh, some of these other online stores they just call them paintball guns because that's what they are but can we reverse engineer that because at this point it's so common it's like telling american to call soccer football like it's so pre-programmed can we even change it at this point? I don't. I don't think we can. I think we just have to, you know, instill safety on the people using it and the people transporting them, and we still call them paintball guns because really that's kind of what they are. And Sometimes it, I call them shooters or launchers or whatever. And, and again, let me get on my soapbox for a second. Why should we have to change it? We have Nerf guns, we have water guns or water pistols. Even we have, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, blue guns. Yeah. Like, come on, I did a whole video on that. Like, Pistolas. it's like. Why? Yeah, like <laughs> glue guns, staple guns. Like yeah. we're the only ones who are worried about having to do this, and we get Nail screwed guns, over by C twenty one. Anyways, guns. There you taser go. Taser guns. There you go. So why <laughs> does paintball helping. have to change? That's helping. true. That that's a, those are pretty <laughs> legit points. Yeah. yeah. Now, why do we have to? Why, why do I have to be the guy? Yeah. No, it makes sense, and that and that's a that's something that at that conversation at Extravaganza Field Owners were having. So. Okay, as a field operator, do you advertise to the soccer moms and you show the lighter side of paintball, the friendly, the smiles, the whatever, or 
you know, you had the other side of the room that was like, no, they're like mud runs. They want to have their faces covered in mud. You know, they want to look like they've been dragged through the ringer. They want to hold the guns in the photos. That's what brings people to paintball. And yep. I agree with that. Yep. But on the same token, you kind of have to do a double-edged sword with your marketing because you can't show that to soccer moms. Yes, you can. Right? Yeah, you can. Some, some, of, some of the stuff you can't. You can't go showing or a well soccer, guy Or soccer who's... people. <laughs> soccer soccer people. Soccer persons soccer because people. it might be a dad or something. A they. Soccer days. But don't, are they, are they still like that, you think? Like, I mean, actually, you know what? You're right. Because we had someone on a public call who was, we were fighting with the city about holding a certain field and some guy was starting to do his weird rant against guns. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, everyone laughed him off, but again, there's still that element out there that you got to be careful of. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are some people that are, you know, regular people, there's other people that are Karen-ish. Like, you have to be careful. People want to have their own soapbox and their own things. Bond bon says, yes, you can. It's called soft marketing. Bond chick, I'm never soft, baby. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know what? When we, back, you know, three or four years ago, five years ago, we took really, we, we went that approach. We we almost took the fun out of paintball. We, we, we wrapped it in bubble wrap, and then we, mm. you know painted it a light color and then we mm. you know really almost took the fun out of paintball but we go back to the people want that experience if you're a kid having a birthday party with a nerf with your nerf gun you want to crawl around and be that that army guy if you're <laughs> or something or that person in the video game you got to market like, it like it's Fortnite. Yeah, you market it like that and or it's I, war zone or something like war that. zone yeah. or something i think you yeah. i think you can you can market it as a generic, you know, everything's painted olive green with supplies and like Acme on the side, like yeah. Bugs Bunny Roadrunner. It doesn't have to say, you know, nuclear heavy water or, you know, <laughs> or mustard yeah. gas. It can just be Acme and stars on it or something. So you still have a military a, a look. Yeah. You still have that look and appearance, but you, you may, you know, you don't call it out so you you're almost there but not quite there because you have the people that wanted the experience you know and and people holding up and doing their selfies and their instagrams and you know tiktoks or whatever they don't want to be you know just sitting on a picnic table they want to be in front of an army truck and they want to hold it up and they want to be with their friends and they want to be able to show their friends yeah you went you went bowling last weekend and you went golfing, but I did this and it was yep. awesome. Yeah. And I shot yeah. him and it was even more awesome. Yeah. Yep. I think too, with social media sites such as, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I think you market to your audience what they need to be fed. Yeah. Right. Like if you're on TikTok, then maybe, you know, or well, some of the advertisements that when you pay for it, you can specify the group that you're sending it to, right? So you just watch your marketing and. But again, when I if if I as a someone who posts on TikTok, um, the the amount of uh, video likes and the questions I get are ten times more when I use my uh, magfet stuff as opposed to my space guns, and they really like you know they like they're like wow when did paintball stop doing this where where what happened to the hoppers on top like that looks so cool it, it looks like you're playing you know uh war zone call of duty or 
battlefield type of thing. And there's so many people who like see the MAGFest stuff and they're like, wow, that's amazing. And yeah. I know some of the speedball guys don't like that, but you know, that, that brings in a lot of people to have that moment. As Todd says, it's part of the genre. Yeah. The genre. <laughs> yeah. Totally no, get that. There's nothing wrong with the word genre. No, it's it's a whole thing on to, TikTok. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a genre. Here's one from Drew Nelson, and this uh, this is for Wolf. Magfed is just airsoft with Jello. <laughs> uh, totally agree. It's it's Magfed is just airsoft, but yeah. for men. I what I like about <laughs> what I like about airsoft is the realism, the, the ability to have that look. Paintball's never really had it. Magfed's now getting close to it. Yeah. But you're either 100% in or you're not. No. And right? the thing is, and, I, I have this argument a lot on, on social media, especially with airsofters who want to come on my page and say airsoft is better. Um, good thing. Um, and I, I here's my point. I've played airsoft, and I think it's very cool. The, here are the two big differences between... Magfed paintball and airsoft is a the sound the sound of paintball markers especially when you have like a few hundred guys shooting are is insane or if you have a living legends we have a few thousand people is insane and big airsoft games it's just batteries it's it's you know what i mean yeah and the ability for paintballers to explode on contact and see where you hit the person is second to none there's something about that instant gratification seeing that hit and knowing that it's there because yes a bb can look like it's hitting your shoulder and then you move and you don't know did it hit him and he moved or did it did he move before it hit him where that splat you can see it travel with him yes. right so there's something about that and as far as the the sound when you're talking like the M, the EMF 100 the planet eclipse gun mm. they're so quiet mm. you know i guess the die damn you know they're spool valve guns right where they're quieter where some of the other magfed guns when you're having like the the Tipman and the yeah. the blowback guns they are loud but right? even, compared to airsoft but they're e- getting better even my die dam is much louder than an airsoft gun though like it's still a big difference between, between it, it is but it's not it's not terrible and right? one of the most euphoric feelings you will ever have as a human being and over the belt getting a head sh- is getting i didn't finish it <laughs> is hitting <laughs> a pin <laughs> okay, is hitting a paintball player in the goggles and just seeing your paintball explode like that is yeah. just a euphoric feeling, and I, yeah. there's nothing else like that. I, yeah, have you ever had one of these shots where you see a guy across the field, you raise your marker, and just for what it's worth, you just kind of send one down, not because you think you're going to hit him, but just kind of as a okay, get moving, right? Like no, you know, I'm and and you hit him, no, never. Uh, I it's I happened try not a couple to. times. Where it's like, like okay, I, I'm trying to hit him, but not really. It's just sort of like a, I see you down there, just whatever. And whether he doesn't pay attention or whether whatever, mm. you just miraculously hit him, and you're like, damn. No, are, <laughs> no, are you saying he's raising his marker because he's hit? Oh, well, or just... you always shoot him. No, okay. I'm talking about just you see a guy who's on the opposite field, uh-huh. but he's far on the other side, and he's kind of out of play, but not really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, sorry, and you know sorry. how people are like, ah, they're too far away, so they're just going to walk from building to building yeah but you send a ball or two down there just not really expecting but kind of whatever if it happens but you you. win the lottery and you hit him yeah it's like i just goggled a guy from yeah yeah Yeah. anyway first strikes changed all of that baby yeah i would that's you know what we have you on the show and that's handful listed in here let's talk about first strikes Mm. um 
I get them. I like them. I respect them. I, I feel that they have a place, and that's in an accepted group of people playing, like like-minded individuals, whether you go to like a Folder Gap or a big game like uh, what's coming up this weekend with um, the Super Game. If everybody's there and they're consenting adults, then by all means, put on a walk-on group with mixed company and people aren't expecting it, I don't think they belong. I 100% agree. It's like, I don't think it should only be used with the professionals. It's like putting an electronic marker in a guy's hand with rental kits. Yeah. I, I think there's that much of an advantage. A first strike round shoots way farther, way more accurately than a round ball does. Mm-hmm. And it's harder. Yeah, you know, it, it's at closer range. It's a harder hit. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't tell me it's not, um, so that that's my that's my watered down sort of opinion on it. No, the, the, there's two reasons how you don't have repeat customers, and that is a uh, putting a new group in with like a speedballer who's going to bonus ball them, or b putting them with someone shooting first strikes. I think first strikes should only be used in uh, big game events uh, that people know that what they're getting into. Plain and simple, there's nothing else to yep. that. I don't like nerf play. And I don't like ghillie suits, apparently. And I and I don't like <laughs> how do those mix? <laughs> and I don't well hear me out. And I and I and I don't mind tanks, right? Like, but I prefer them not in my game. But if I go play a game and I know they're in there, mm, mm, I okay. accept it. I suck it up and I play with it. Right? Yeah. It's like shields. I don't like people carrying shields unless it's um, a specific set of rules for mm-hmm. a role. Mm-hmm. Then I understand that. Mm-hmm. But if some wingnut just grabs a shield and is walking on the field. Yeah. How is that anything? But if it's written in the scenario that he is a Mr. Shield and he's invincible and the only way you can shoot him is whatever, then I accept that. But I think, again, they need a set of rules as well. I, yeah. I Cal- uh, Callista in the chat brought that up earlier and I That's didn't bring it up. But mm. I, I don't know. I mean, again, like it, it's like Nerf rockets. Like if there's a specific rule then 100%. Yeah. But I'd prefer not to have them because it just gets so cloudy. Every extra rule you bring in, mm-hmm. like you have a hard enough time sending masses of people uh, to run missions, let alone have them listen and understand your rules. You know, you can't be within certain amount of the tank or, you know, nerf rockets do this or do that. The more rules you throw in, the people don't pay attention, the more upset they're going to be. But I, I think back to what Todd's saying about rules and things and, and, and mission complications. We went from a time of early early Phoenix projects with super intense missions and, you know, a helicopter would be up and it'd have 20 guys on it and you'd roll a dice. Oh, helicopter hit, roll another dice. Yeah. Six guys dead, roll another dice. Six guys dead from the back. So those guys would be killed off. The helicopter would crash. The other guys would just, people, sorry, players would disperse. And then, you know, you'd have these detailed missions that not everybody read. And then we dumbed things down and you almost went from a scenario game to just a big game. And I, and I think we're on, we're on the track back to more scenario-oriented games, recognizing that if you just... I'll just say 100 people. Yeah. If you have 100 people playing, you know, are, do do 20 of those people really want to run the missions and really immerse themselves? And yeah, could you pull 25 maybe? Then of, of those other... Of the other 100, so now you have, you know, 75 people left over. Can you pull another 30 to help... In a firefight, 
help those 25, yeah. And then there's almost the rest that really are out there for the first time, just want to go play paintball, and they're kind of playing paintball. Then there's probably 15 people that just want to shoot people and absolutely. don't care. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, you know, you kind of you have to find a balance so that everybody has a good experience, but recognizing it's a scenario game, and maybe it's not for everybody. Yeah. I think the more people you have, the bigger the availability of those special items. Yeah. So if you're going to just have 50 people playing, you don't want a whole bunch of tanks and, yeah. and shields in there. But if you're going to have 300 plus, then absolutely bring it on. But I will say, too, you look at games that have been around for a little while, right? Like Phoenix Project, they were up to like 28 or 29 mm. or whatever it was. Uh, uh, Super Game is up to like the 60s almost, Yeah. right? They're in the high 50s. Um, Living Legends had six or seven. Um, I know I'm for, oh, Full the Gap has been around for a while. So what I'm getting at is they've instigated their rules and not really modified or changed them in years. So the longer it runs, the more people have understood the rules. So for them, they can get away with that. Yeah. But again, there's always new people that come into it. And how many times are you in the in the staging area getting your gear together and you hear, oh, it's rules time. Let's oh, let's, oh, let's go listen to the rules. And how many people actually go listen to them or try to get out of them? Well, some like, not everybody is. Some fields the rules that the, the it's mandatory to be at the stage for the rule time, yeah. right? So I think yeah. that's very important. And there are some there are some fields too that I went to that had them programmed into your phone where you had to acknowledge that you read them and understood them, oh, and, yeah, you, but no and one's you took do it. That. No, but you, this one you had to answer a couple questions. It was a multiple choice. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you about it after. I've the never show. seen that. Yeah. Wow. I think, you know what? That's fantastic. And that's but crazy. it was only like five or six, and it was like special rules like. I can only get so close to a tank or I could only, uh, but I'll tell you after the show. Okay. About but I thought that was brilliant. Right. And you know, every, intense. you know, now it's, it's evolved too. Like, you know, we, we haven't really done a big game in three or four years. So, you know, the smartphone technology and availability with Google pages and stuff yep. to put rules up and have a questionnaire is, you know, it's, it's, evolved like technology's evolved you know probably in the last three years to be able to do some of this look at online waivers yeah we're not going to ever go back to we'll never go back to having pay, paper, paper waivers and pens all over the field all over yeah. the field yeah. and, unless there's unless you, you'll keep a box of waivers and a box of pens for when there's a worldwide shortage just like we still have the visa machine that you can roll over a person's <laughs> yeah. card but you know what like, i mean but it's like goggles now too like you know before the pandemic, before we closed, we were dunking them in a solution and then sterilizing them and doing this, doing that. And then I think we just eventually burned them in a garbage can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now, you know, back in the day, you might be able to use some disinfectant and some soap and then you're done. Now it's a little more intense. But yeah. we, we were always, you know, very careful about washing our goggles even before. You'd wash them and, you know, you'd spray pre-soak them with soapy water. Then you would spray them with hot water. And if they were still spotty again, you'd do the same thing. Like... The the you They're know still gonna fog you, up in thirty seconds. I know, but that's the, okay. The do you, do you take how do you clean your goggles? Has been a question that's been asked for Day for one. decades. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. not a new question. Would that not be the best? And we've talked about having this in a, in a package. But wouldn't it be great if a customer would concede to pay for it? But in your rental package, you get a pair of goggles and you get to take them home. Oh, it would cost you a lot of money. You know, it would be an extra $45 as a premium on your package. No, it wouldn't be that much. You could get a decent goggle for probably 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah but it, a little bit on yeah. top, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, 
for me, if like I've had to go bowling before, and I've bought my own bowling shoes. Just really, yeah, for one game. No, I back. Oh. I knew people that used to bowl. And, okay, okay, okay. And okay. so I, I bought a say. pair of bowling shoes, yeah. right? Oh. And I, I think for me, like the very first thing I would want to buy is a pair of goggles. If I go and yeah. I, I have this experience, I'm not going to pair up, buy a pair of goggles. But if I go out and I plan to go, I really like this, but I'd like to do it again. Mm. First thing I'm going to buy because I'm a bit of a germaphobe, I would be pair pair of goggles. Interesting. Hundred percent. Interesting. Hundred percent. Because a gun, no big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you need the goggles are always the first thing you buy anyways. Right. So yeah. yeah. Got to be able to see to hit your target. Yeah. And rental goggles are great. No, but not. a JT Proflex. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard 280 anyone. degrees vision is. Yeah. I've never fantastic. heard anyone say rental goggles are great. But yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. But I will defend that statement. Rental goggles today are 10 times better than they were back years okay. ago. Okay. Right. Like your options now you've got. You know, uh, help me out here, Joe. You got um, Falcon oh, Field Die, one. Field got, One. You've got um, people HK. use Die as Die has Die has a, a rental goggle. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. actually a proto. Um, mm. uh, Field One HK has one. Fancy Jesus. Who, what's yeah. the the guy? Virtue has a nice but if set. You put J, a, if you, know, you can get a good rental goggle, you'll sell way more of those than your high end goggle. I started out with scratched up brass eagles, bro. Yeah. Like that's but think of a field owner. A field owner might buy 60 to 100 pairs of goggles a year, right? How much? How many goggles would he put through his field or his store in a year mm. from a specific manufacturer? Not that. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm generalizing and I'm, I'm, I'm averaging, but the point is a field owner would buy way more rental goggles, right? Like okay. Tippmann Model 98. That made the company. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, yes, they had their A5s, their Phenoms, all that other sort of stuff. But the Tippmann Model 98, that was the bread and the butter. Yeah. 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 That started a lot of people. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have a ton of controversial topics to still talk about. So, if you filled out uh, stuff on our social media, we're not going to forget about them. I'm going to probably bring up a couple next week as well. So, we'll talk about those next week. Did you have a vault for later? We do, but I think I'm going to save yeah, it until next it. week. What time is it? It's 903. Uh, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Wow. I know he just chatted and chatted. <laughs> that went fast. So what we're going to do here, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to say farewell to all of you watching us live on Facebook. We're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube, which also records as our podcast. So if you guys want to continue to uh, to listen to the show, head over to our Facebook, uh, or sorry, our YouTube uh, channel. If you can't find us, go to BehindTheBunker.com. It's right up there embedded on our website anyways. And uh, if you don't have uh, an opportunity to watch it all, download us as a podcast and you can listen to it while you're at work or on a date. You know, some of those Tinder dates are pretty, pretty tough to get through. So <laughs> pop on an earbud and uh, did you hear Matt groan over there? <laughs> so there you go. Wolf, thank you for being on our pre-show. My pleasure, my honor, and uh, once again, thank you, Behind the Bunker, for uh, being here for so many years and disappointing so many people for so <laughs> no, long. Being a Amazing. beautiful thing. Number one provider of uh, <laughs> service at Guantanamo. There, and uh, I can't wait to see everybody at Wasega's Big Game this weekend. It's going to be amazing. Shout out to Donna and the rest of the crew. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah. And Behind the Bunker will also be there. See, Joe, myself, Gavin, and Matt. Um, yeah, we'll be there playing on Saturday for sure. And uh, maybe for some other festivities, but we don't know. We'll check that. Check us out on the weekend. 
and uh, follow us on all of our social media. Guys, we'll see you over on uh, YouTube shortly. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. I think that'd be cool if you could do that. Yeah. You got to read the rules. You could have something like that. Every, they got to read partway down and if they don't check the box. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Hell Survivors, you have to, if you're a general or a player, all the missions happen on their Facebook page. So you have to have your phone with you to see what the mission is. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be some new tech over the next couple of years. Joe and I have a couple ideas that we've been talking about, too, that when we get up and running, we may not be the first one, but a couple of the ideas maybe that hopefully we'll see some new style of informative play. Nice. We'll call it. We'll call that. So, nice. Infotaining. I like in, in, infotaining. <laughs> I like that. Nice. Yeah. So thanks, thanks guys for for sticking with us and watching us on YouTube and listening to our podcast. Uh, we had another little blip last week. I say that every week, but this week actually was a good blip. But the week before it was down. I think people were on holidays. But uh, nice to see you guys all back again. Um, two things I wanted to talk to Wolf about. Yeah. Um, Let's first, get it. first of all, John Wick Four. I, I haven't just saw seen the trailer. Preview. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. It's a little karate kiddish. Um, oh. He's punching a. Uh, I'm not getting, giving anyway. He's, he's punching a, a, a. Yes, a very uh, weak child. Is it an origin story? No, it's sort of a, a maybe closing the chapter. Okay. Um, but he was punching a six by six post wrapped in something. Oh, just, rope. Yeah, just old school kung fu. Style. Yeah, just I love punching it. stuff. So, anyways, I, the preview looks good, and I have to say, John Wick would be my second series after the Bourne series. I still like my Jason Bourne. But I yeah. think the Wick series is the next one. I like more punchy, grabby, close quarter stuff, less yeah. gun stuff. Because gun stuff, like, why can he shoot one guy with one bullet and he goes to the ground? But when he play, goes up against his arch nemesis, which is always like a just a Joe Average guy, yeah. all of a sudden he's got kung fu, great gun skills, and no, but, well, hold John on, wait, Wick wait, doesn't? Wait. Yeah, but the thing is, is that like his, his adversaries were always like really skillful. Like the, the guy... Who was the Asian guy who was in the uh, the the Rage, uh, not the Rage, the Raid series movies? Like he's hugely respected in the martial arts world. So that fight scene at the end of John Wick Three yeah. was huge. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. as a action movie guy thing, that that was like substantial. But I love the gunplay in John Wick though, and I've seen every movie with gunplay and the way he does what he does. I'm not saying gunplay sucks. I'm just saying I like the close quarter hand to hand I find that more like the movie Nobody was great yeah, because yeah. he didn't ever use a gun well, very realistic almost very very minimally he would he would use a belt buckle uh, whatever he had yeah. to, to do that I just find that more entertaining and maybe I'm you know, whatever. Mm. But I, I do like. That. I see what you're saying, though. It's a, but it's it's a different style, right? Everyone's yeah. going to have their thing. Joe, did you did you get through all the John Wicks? Um, I've seen all the John Wicks. I'm just looking at the Nobody movie. It does sound. You have not seen Nobody? I'd be very surprised if you haven't. It's it's free Amazing. on Netflix, and it's uh, Bob Odenkirk. It's, Sal does it's a great, great job. I think I. Yeah. I think I. Saul. Saul. Saul yeah. Goodman. <laughs> it's Saul Goodman. I did watch that. Oh Saul yeah, Goodman. I haven't seen a new season yet. I'm waiting for okay. it to finish. Yeah. Uh, make sure when you watch it yeah. that it's in a nice room where it's quiet and no one's bugging you. 
I will not watch it if someone else is in the room because I don't want the it's, distraction. It's very it's fantastic. It's, yeah, you have to watch it in a quiet room, and it, you get right in, especially with his dad in his dad house and stuff. Like, wow, yeah, yeah. you yeah. really feel certain scenes. So it's 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 yeah. Anyways, I, I'm I'm milking it right now because I know it's going to be over soon. So mm. I don't want to give spoilers, and I don't want spoilers. But yeah, yeah, great series. But uh, did you again, see the movie? Nobody. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. Well, they're coming out. What's the? Um, oh shoot, I'm not gonna remember. Uh, guy who plays Thor. Oh, um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth uh, when he was the uh, contractor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hem- Hemsworth. Hang on. Um, yeah, just wait. You guys. Yeah, know I him. know what you mean. That was an awesome movie. Chris it, Hemsworth. No. Sequels coming out soon. Liam or Hemsworth. No, it's it's Liam. Chris is his brother. So, I think. Now I'm confused. <laughs> So here's something I wanted to talk to you about, Wolf, while I had you in person. Yes, six, sir. Six degrees of separation. Okay. So Living Legends, many years ago, um, you were there. Joe and I were there. We weren't... I don't think we were playing at that point. We I just think came. It was a PSP came. extraction. That's right. It was PSP and a, and a Living Legends. When they had them at the same time. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment. So we were there at that event, and we ran into... Paintball Kitty. Yeah. FPS Russia. Yep. And um, I want to say Durka, but it's not. Woody? Uh, that's the the other person's name. I couldn't remember. I was going to yeah. call him Minecraft guy. Yeah, it's Woody. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Woody's gamer tag. He was he set up one of the world's largest Minecraft servers back in the day. Yes. And made a good killing on that. Yeah. Um, so Woody is into paramotoring. Yes. Which is what I'm doing. Yep. And... Um, the guy that was there, you probably won't re- remember him, but his name was um, Eric Farewell. He was the videographer. Okay. He had a channel about aviation, a bunch of other stuff, but he traveled with all of those guys and was their hired videographer at the time. Wow. He is the owner of the aviation uh, school I went to in Florida. Wow. And when I was down there, I was doing a podcast with him. They do a live weekly podcast, and somehow I... Anyways, I got on there. And we started talking. Oh, because Eric liked paintball. That's how it was. Mm, okay. And we started talking about Living Legends, and that came to be. And he remembers that because we ended up somehow, Joe and I opened the door and walked into this room, and there all these guys All are. the YouTubers were in there. You were and in there. Oh, knew, yeah, yeah, we yeah. We knew Kitty at the time. Yeah. Right? Like, not, not in person, but we talked online, and we knew her. Yeah. And uh, so we weren't, like, super strangers. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I didn't know how half these guys were. We knew who FPS was because everybody knew who FPS Russia was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just weird. And then I was talking to him in Florida. We were doing his podcast and we brought this up and I'm like, I, I know those guys. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah and yeah. I said, well, I would like to, first of all, I'd love to have Woody's gamer tag on because mm-hmm. I find him fascinating. He's a storyteller. Yeah. But I'd love to have FPS Russia at some point. Yeah. But this was after his incident with the federal mm-hmm. people and we're not, we're, he doesn't. And he's also uh, kind of a recluse. He's, well, he's a, he's an introvert and he doesn't. Go out outside of his cage much. Yeah. But you so but no you know I've been on their show, right? Yes. I'm I'm super jealous. On PKA. Yeah. And uh I'm actually their regular fill in. So it's like you remember like Johnny Carson? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. a guest didn't come in, he'd bring in, you know, yeah, yeah. Like a certain guy. Like I, I fill in a lot on their show. Yeah. And uh FPS or Kyle 
and Woody, they have the most amazing stories. Yeah. And it's like, and it's funny because, you know, your show, show is an hour. So that went by really quick for me. Yes. Yeah. Where Their we go on that four. show, we do four yeah. hours. Yeah. And that goes by quickly, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, And it's I weird. love their show. The problem is, I was listening to it, but I have to listen to it in parts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or and if then, you're on a road trip. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> so sometimes I can get through a whole episode in a couple of days because I only listen to it when I'm on my car dra- traveling, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden the new one will come out. It's like, well, I want to listen to that guy. And yeah. then I miss it. So, like, I, I'm, I'm bad for that. So, whatever. But I, I have no business being on that show, but I enjoy, <laughs> well, what am I going to offer? I right? But I do like that show. I do like, I'd love to have a conversation with Woody just with his paintball experience and with his flying experience. I'd mm-hmm. love to talk to FPS because I mean, who wouldn't? He's oh a paintball fanatic and he's got a great, he's got a great story, whether he's he'd like to tell some of it days. or not. Yeah. You know, so whatever, someday. I'll someday drop we'll... a, I'll drop a hint. Yeah. I'll well, I mentioned hint. it to Kitty and she did ask him, mm. but he just, at the time when I asked, and this was going back a couple of years now, so mm-hmm. maybe things have settled down, but uh, yeah. Things I would... have settled down for him. Do, do you think people still know FPS? Absolutely. Like, does well, he still listen, have... Other, every, okay, outside PKA, okay. does he have a presence? Like, does he do YouTube anymore? I don't no, think so. No, he just so does just PKA, PKA now. And, uh, but again, they get 100,000 per views every episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. still... And their their following is huge. Like, they watch every second of that show all the way oh, through. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? So... Yeah. Um, within just that, I, it's, he still has a presence. FPS yeah. Russia still has six, as of July 2022, still has 6.9 million followers on YouTube. Yeah, but he hasn't done a video for like yeah. five, six years. But I bet you if he posted something, oh, even just crazy. something, he yeah. would make some instant cash and, and just say, hey, I'm still mm-hmm. alive. You know, yeah, but I but, don't think he wants to venture back. Yeah, no, I, I, I think <laughs> his, his, la- his top three. Nine years ago, he posted a top three weapons that survived the apocalypse, like 16 million views. Yeah. Wow. See, I got 16 million views on one of my TikTok videos. Yeah. How many? 16 million views At on one point video. does TikTok start amort- or monetizing? They don't pay Canadians. Yeah. They only pay. And I know I, I, it pisses me off because I, I could have done it from an American account and I didn't. But they I, I missed out on a lot of money just because of that. Yeah. But uh, they pay, they start paying after you have like a, I don't know, like a, a thousand followers or something like that. YouTube money is good if you can get it, but it's All not. Right. No, but like if you, I'm talking like if you had a million or two subs. Yeah. And you're getting, you know, 500,000, let's say on a weekly basis. Yeah. And then you've got a good back catalog that people are still watching. Yes. And, and discovering. You yes. can make a good living off of well, that. Well, YouTube still pays more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no one else comes close, so you yeah. can't even compare it. I heard the numbers of what Spotify plays per click versus Amazon. Oh, it's insane. It's it's terrible. Yeah. It's like, insane. it's legitimately terrible. Yeah. And it's, I don't know how music artists do it today because they have to share those profits with record labels if you sign a 360 deal. But that's a whole different Kay. show I could get into. I'm going to say this, and yes, it's going to show my age. But remember when music was a thing, 
on a Friday after paycheck, you'd go down to Sam's or you'd go down <laughs> to a record store and you would legitimately buy an album or a record, mm-hmm. right? You take it home and you'd listen to it front to back whilst reading every single word mm-hmm. on the front and back of the of the album. Yep. And you want to buy ones that open up because they had more content, more pictures. Yep. You didn't know what the artist even looked like half the time. That's the thing, right? Because right? there was no internet. There was no right? marketing involved. There That's was right. no you didn't you didn't have to look pretty. And I stuff didn't know like Milli that. Vanilli were a lip sync. <laughs> 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 no, well, but, but you'd, a- you'd buy these things, right? And then you'd invite people over to listen because not everybody. I mean, there were you know not everybody had album money right so you didn't have the the hi-fi stereo yeah and it's like well that's the thing right like in today's world you meatloaf could never come out with an album no because he looks like you know a guy now maybe no now maybe no because there are a couple artists that we can that may not fit the usual stereotype from years ago back in the 80s the 90s and the early 2000s you're right like model-esque but like you got you look at a I apologize. I'm not. Maybe I won't say the uh-huh. artist names, but there are artists that didn't necessarily fit those stereotypes in the last few years that have come out. Like who? I'm. I'm not going to say. No. Wi- that- no. No. Without being uh, non politically <laughs> correct. Okay. They don't. We were going to say like figures. Adele because she's a little heavier, but I, she lost weight. Yes, and she sold she, more. But she was popular when she was still heavy. Yeah. Um, but she's Lizzo. very rare because her skill set was insane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like There's Lizzo, the- again, it's, it's, uh, which is good because it's glad to see we're becoming a little less. Yeah. People listen with their ears instead of their eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is a good thing. But again, how long has it been since you've been able to There's do that? There's a guy named Talk that I've been listening to. I can't get it out of my head. It's been on TikTok everywhere. Okay. Heavy, bigger fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, dresses almost in drag, mm. but not really. Mm-hmm. But he's getting there. Like, I guess so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, back when you had, like, but, but the before we, people, we used right? to have, like, Phil Collins and 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 Huey Lewis and the Lewis. Huey Lewis and the News. Like, yeah. they didn't look like supermodels. You know what I mean? They so, did. But, they, but the, on the female end of it, you had, like, your yes. Madonnas and your yeah. Cindy Loppers. The, the female your, end of it. Like, yeah, it was it's always being very sexist yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. I guess lady taking over and which is very good nowadays but absolutely. again it's not like it used to be yet yeah yet absolutely We're, but you know it, the, the skill set is starting to come back again you have to be able to carry tune a little bit better yeah. than you know i uh ha- have been listening over and over the last two days to uh live aid the live performance on spotify oh. there are some artists that kind of just came in and did their thing and left there's uh-huh. other artists that actually did a really good job. Like oh, Queen, yes, wow, amazing. Did you see uh, that movie? Sting and Phil Bohemian? Columns? Uh, I have not. Oh, that's a shame. You got to see it. But I was gonna say, did you see the Woodstock '99 movie? Yeah, yeah. was that, that crazy? Was great. It was just oh my goodness so good. gracious. Yeah. And I remember it, but we saw it on TV. Yeah, right. So it's like I didn't realize. Again, if imagine if they had. TikTok and Instagram Can back you imagine, then. Yeah, like yeah. smartphone technology yeah. now would be just But you know with the popularity of what what <sighs> on with them being on Netflix now, do you know that they're coming out with another Woodstock? They will. And people they will are, go. They, they are they are amalgamating with the Fire Festival. People we will go. This last, I'm just kidding. You, <laughs> no, no, I, I think people would go they just would to be a part of the s- disaster. Yeah. Do you know that yeah. today is actually the opening day of Woodstock 1969 no in history? Way. And it is also today was the release official release of Apocalypse Now. At the same time. Today in history. Wow. In that 1979, was, was 
no, Woodstock was 1969, and Apocalypse Now is 1979. When did when would the Vietnam War end? I uh, 75 is the last troops coming out. Yeah, and I that always yeah, I get this little thing in every day in history. I guess. yeah, I get the routers. That's well, cool. this is see this is day in history. I'll forward oh, cool. it to you. Every day I get something. Let's cool. do that on oatmeal commentary. That's cool. But the thing I I just think about that. How did um, Apocalypse Now do so well? After what happened in Vietnam, right? That's a whole different schism it, within it, itself. You know, I think maybe but because... But it wasn't pro-Vietnam. That's a thing, right? Well, it's pretty much anti. Yeah. Yeah, so it showed people the horrors. Yeah. No pun intended, right? And again, I <laughs> and I have a lot of military friends on social media and you, stuff. Um, and when I'm with them in person, I ask them, what do you think of a movie yeah. like Born on the Fourth of July? Do you, do you smell that? Like, <laughs> Go ahead. Like victory. There um, oh, I thought so, you were going to say napalm in the no, morning. I just forwarded you <laughs> so I'm, I'm a YouTube doc guy. Thank you. I'm a YouTube doc guy. I love them. That's that's why I pay for premium on, on YouTube. Do you really? 100%. No ads, wow. no click-offs, no nothing. You ever see an, you ever see an ad or a, a thumbnail and you go, that might be interesting, but I don't want to listen to the ad. And I don't mm. want whatever. I guiltfully go through and I click. And, and half the time, I don't I don't find it interesting. I click it off. But the point is... Um, uh, this guy was going through and goes, what was, um, what did Germany, how did they teach the war to Germans in school? Mm. You know, and also to Japan, they were doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's course. just interesting to see this skewed. Different ways. Yeah. 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 Not that we, everything we heard was correct, I'm No, sure. no, but However, everyone has their own style yeah. of, you know what I mean? I, just, I like, found it interesting. That's very cool. Yeah, see, I have so many streaming services, I can't add anymore. So YouTube is great for digestibles, right? So like 10 minute. 10 to 15 minute docs on okay. something you find interesting. I, I just find it invaluable. And I you can rather, download it too? You can. Okay. I don't, but you can. But I know the premium, you can download stuff from YouTube. Yeah, so if I'm going on a plane, I'll download a bunch of stuff, like mm. people that I sub to yep. that are coming, That then I will wait and watch it on the plane. But for me, I'm more excited about a new person that I'm following releasing a video of something that I'm interested in mm-hmm. than a new show on Netflix. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I like Netflix, like I like watching TV, but I don't have the patience to sit there for more than 45 minutes before I get fidgety. Oh, okay. So a quick documentary, you learn something, you find something interesting, or you have a hobby that you want to hear more about. Okay. Um, you know? I'm in it for the escapism. Yeah. I like some nice, some nice fiction and yeah. and all the other shows that everybody's watching right now. They're like the yeah. dream... Um, what's the new one now? With the dream guy. Um, Netflix... Taken from the comic book. Come on, Matt. Uh, you got to know Sandman? this. Sandman. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Oh. Amazing series. Have you seen it? No, no we're, wa- we're watching that? Paper Girls. I've heard that's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. But Separate. Sandman has been amazing. Do you have really? Apple TV? Uh, I do not. Yeah. I, ha- I think Severance I do, but I know. on Apple is fantastic. Is it, it was. It's only one season. Okay. Um, but it's one of those shows that don't. See, I don't like one seasoners. Yeah. Because yeah. if they don't come back, I'm really pissed because yeah. I'm so invested into yeah. it. But it's like, like I, I equate it to Better Call Saul. It doesn't really follow a cookie cutter, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's artsy, but it makes you think, but it entertains you, right? Okay. It has that kind of dark humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I that, like that you don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, right? I know but what you're saying. Yeah. I know what so. you're saying. Very cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, ugh, it's so much to watch, but. I can't wait to finish off Saul. 2023 <laughs> is when Extraction 2 comes out. It is. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, because yeah, one was, I watched that before I go to play paintball. Yeah. Because that bridge scene is awesome. We it's are. Cool. The Indian guy, oh, the Indian special ops guy is so good in yeah. that. So good. I'm sad they killed him off because he was awesome. Like, dang. I love it. Love it. Love it. We are unfortunately re watching Lost with my 16 year old daughter. Why would you do with that? With my 16 year old daughter. Okay. 
And we are. You just want to sit her for failure. Well, we're trying to find something that we all can watch. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And my wife and I have seen it before, but it was 20 years ago. Of course. Right? And this was like a new thing. So all over again. we've forgotten about it. Yeah. And I figured it would be over and we'd at least get her set up and then she'd take over. Mm. But we're still watching it. We're, we're halfway through the first season and so far, like, we're still into it. And what kids watch really influenced them. Because my, my daughter, like, grew up, she grew up watching Grey's Anatomy oh, no. and The Good Doctor. Okay. And now she's going to university for, for her nursing. Good for her. Because she was so into those shows, you know she, what I mean? Where's she going? She's going to McMaster. Uh, McMaster, that's nice. good. Yeah. That's good so school. I'm kind of freaking out because I'm taking her in a few weeks. And oh, I, yeah. My little girl's going away. With all the football players and hockey. Listen, oh, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me, bro. Stop. No, all the jokes. No, you know what? I'm just going to miss her. It's all not those guys you have to worry about. It's the poetry slam guys. <laughs> the guys with the, the guys with the berets on and stuff with with fanny packs. The ones that wear the the hemp t-shirts that say woke on it. The guys something. in touch with their feelings. Oh my gosh, these yeah. new scenarios. The dreadlocked white guy with the <laughs> Hemp shirt. And the- no, she's not going to fall for that. She lives in Oakville. She's seen the nonsense. <laughs> it's, you know, the uncles aren't having it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny, though. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh, well, we should probably end the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's 925. Yeah. Thank you guys for, uh, for, for putting up with us so long. Thank you to Wolf for being on the show. Uh, honor and a pleasure. We got to do this at least like once or twice a year, brother. Yeah, yeah we sure. should. We should. Well, the damn pandemic, right? And, oh, I didn't want to come. Yeah. Well, we did a we did a live Zoom show for almost a year and change. Yeah, know, right? that was like, impressive. God, that was crazy. You're one of the few who did that. You know what I mean? Who stuck to it? That so. was hard. That I, was hard. I could imagine. And it's hard because like we know each other well enough that like if I set something up, I know someone someone's going to take it, down, it over. Yeah, right. Exactly. But you know if but when you have a conversation on Zoom and we brought a lot of guests in because we thought that would help. Mm. And some guests were fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, other guests didn't really help. You and we're like, you know what? We like our own and... flow. Yeah, we yeah. like our own flow. Yeah. But I mean, we've had guests like, you know, we love having Leds on a couple, you know, a couple months ago. I think he was one of our last ones that yeah. we had on Zoom. And there's like, we had Bud Orr and Tom K. Yeah, that was pretty on the cool. Same I remember show. that. Like, yeah, you know, Bud can talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and same with Tom too. Did yeah. you see him in his some DD great Cooper? stories? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. And, but, and the uh, stories you get from those guys are priceless. Yeah, I love it. Oh well, and thank you for Joe. But sorry, we didn't play your vault. But That's all right. We'll we'll you'll that have next. it. You'll have it for next week. And thanks everyone for tuning in and watching tonight. We will see you next week on uh, Behind the Bunker. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.